0: This is a diet of Brussels. How can we trust uh, campaigners on either side to keep their promises uh, after the referendum? Um, Clearly, I'm uh, looking ahead at this point three weeks out, Uh, but I think it's a useful question to to keep in mind because whether we vote to stay or we vote to leave, then... uh, Various people have made various promises, uh, commitments, statements of intent, things like that, and uh, if we don't have a sense of how likely they are to follow through on that, then I think uh, we might risk making decisions that we find aren't being followed through. Broad answer to the question is, uh, sadly, that uh, we have no guarantee that uh, politicians on either side are going to... Uh, pony up on their commitments. Um, This is particularly an issue for those on the Leave side because they are not in uh, positions of uh, authority uh, at this stage or positions of power um, that, uh, for example, those members of the Tory party who are in Leave, people like Boris Johnson, Michael Gove, Pretty Patel, people of that ilk, uh, have ideas, they have plans, um, but at the moment they don't have the uh, authority to uh, follow through on those. So uh, at the very least they would have to uh, get themselves into positions of power, which might well happen, that you can imagine that uh, David Cameron might not be in office very long if he uh, loses this uh, uh, referendum. But that's still no guarantee A, that the uh, lead campaigners uh, get to take over, and B, that they're able to convince enough of their party that they should change policy uh, to fit uh, what there is. Um, The same is clearly true of campaigners from other political parties, that they are uh, not in power, they're not going to get into power unless there's a general election, which would require... Uh, either waiting until 2020 when there's due to be an election or some kind of collapse of the current uh, Tory government. However, it's it's also worth saying that uh, Remain don't necessarily have a much better time of it. But the only thing that would be uh, sure is that if we did have a vote to Remain, then David Cameron's uh, deal that he... uh, uh, put together with the european council back in march uh this year would come into effect at the point at which uh he had told the european union that uh, the uk wanted to stay in so you get that but all the other things are really down largely to to government discretion about uh reforming the system pushing for reform trying to get things going And even in the case of the the settlement that Cameron uh, has agreed uh, with his uh, European counterparts, that in large part is uh, about an agreement to introduce legislation to do various things, rather than actually to do various things. So uh, it's still at the mercy of the European Parliament and of the Council of Ministers uh, as to whether that legislation actually is passed and in what form it is passed. So when we're looking at uh, both sides' claims uh, and counterclaims, and I think this is particularly, as I've said, an issue for the the Leave side because they are the ones who are challenging the uh, the, the status quo, that uh, we need to not automatically assume that their ideas are going to come into effect. So uh, hopefully that kind of uh, unpacks that uh, a little bit more. I think it also underlines one of the big issues, which is that uh, uh, um, if we're thinking about what happens after this referendum, as much as the EU matters in this, much more important is what happens in British politics uh, and British party political politics. So uh, the votes that you cast in the next general election in 2020 uh, are likely to be Uh, much more consequential in the long term for Britain's future uh, relationship with the EU than uh, the vote that you cast uh, now, Uh, although clearly that shapes things uh, to some extent.